one of the beauties of that phrase, hope happens here, is that's not just for this Sunday. That's true every Sunday. It's true every day. It's also true that hope happens here wherever you are if you embrace his hope. Hope is a powerful thing. Hope can be displayed in all kinds of situations. Hope can be displayed on the Little League baseball diamond when the other team is up 12 to nothing and the kid's not discouraged because he said, we haven't even gotten up to bat yet. (laughs) Hope can be displayed when you make four trips around the Walmart parking lot hoping that that spot you wanted to park in will eventually open up. Hope can be displayed in Walmart thinking there's going to be somebody at a register that, never mind, I'm sorry. Maybe that's beyond hope. Hope can come in all kinds of places and phrases. I read this week about a, uh, a doctor who had retired because he was supposed to. And after a couple of years of retirement, he decided he wasn't really enjoying it. He didn't want to go back to being full-time, but he wanted to do something, so he opened his own clinic at his house. He put a sign out that said, Dr. Geezer's Clinic. Get your treatment for $500 inflation, but if not cured, you get $1,000 back. Now, Dr. Young, who had replaced Dr. Geezer, thought the old man has lost it. He doesn't know anything anymore. He certainly isn't going to be able to cure people of anything. So he went in to see Dr. Geezer and he said, Doc, you got to help me. I've, I've lost all taste. I can't taste anything. Dr. Geezer said, nurse, please get five drops from the bottle in drawer 12 and put it in Dr. Young's mouth. Ah! Dr. Young said, that's gasoline. Dr. Young said, congratulations, you've got your taste back. That'll be $500. (laughs) But Dr. Young was stubborn. He was kind of annoyed by that, and he went back a couple of days later figuring he could get his money back, and he said, Doc, you got to help me. I've lost my memory. I can't remember anything anything. Dr. Geezer said, nurse, please bring the bottle from drawer 12 and put three drops in the patient's mouth. (laughs) Dr. Young said, no, you don't. That's gasoline. Dr. Geezer said, congratulations, your memory's back. That'll be $500. Now, Dr. Young's really irritated and he's out a thousand bucks. He gave it another shot. He came back in and said, Doc, my eyesight has become weak. I could hardly see anything. Dr. Geezer said, I don't have any medicine for that, so here's your $1,000 back, and gave him a $10 bill. (laughs) Dr. Young said, but that's only $10. Congratulations, you've got your vision back. That'll be $500. The moral of the story is, because you're young doesn't mean that you can outsmart an old geezer. (laughs) There's still hope for all of us. 
young or old, and everything in between. No matter what we're facing, there is hope. We're going to look at two verses this morning, both in the New Testament, the second half of the Bible. One is in the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 13. The other is a few books back of that in Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. And these two verses connect because you can't deal with hope without talking about faith. Because hope has to have faith if you're going to hold on to any hope. And faith certainly produces hope. So in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, and it's up on the screen for you, I think. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That you may abound or overflow or be overwhelmed with hope. And then in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 this chapter that's sometimes called the chapter of the Hall of Fame of Faith begins with this beautiful verse. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Hope is powerful. When we lose hope, we've lost almost everything. And there are situations where we do lose hope, aren't there? Sometimes when that report comes back from the doctor, we think that hope is lost. Sometimes when the word comes down that the company's downsizing, and that means we've lost a job. It seems like hope is lost. Sometimes when we lose a loved one, death, divorce, separation of any kind, it seems like hope is lost. But I have some great news for you. Because of Jesus Christ, hope is never lost. Because he loves you. For God so loved the world. And I've researched that. That word that we translate world means everyone. And I've researched that. And that word that we translate everyone means you. For God so loved you. That he gave his only son. So that we could have life. There is always hope. Oh, there are situations that seem hopeless, but not with Christ. There are situations that seem hopeless because they're not going the way we wanted them to go. And sometimes that's the bigger issue than the situation itself. See, the definition of disappointment, which seems to be the opposite of hope, the definition that I use of disappointment is failed expectations. 
You see, anytime I expected something and it doesn't happen, I'm disappointed. I, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. Until six years ago, every stinking year. Until my expectation was that I would be disappointed. Then I was no longer disappointed. Add to that the fact that I was born and raised in Indiana, so Indiana University, which means we don't start rooting for sports until the snow flies because we don't know what football is. Although we did beat Illinois. Uh, don't worry, I'll seek forgiveness later. But hope, we have to recognize disappointment is because of what we expected, but there is still hope. Hopeless is not in God's vocabulary. Well, let me give you a couple of definitions. This first one is my definition of what hope is. Hope is more than wishes. It is seeking and expecting something that is not yet seen or experienced. Seeking and expecting something that is not yet seen or experienced. To have hope. And from the Beacon Dictionary of Theology, it says that spiritually speaking... Hope is the expectation that all God's promises to us and for us will soon be realized. It is trusting and waiting on God. Hope sometimes is not easy. I don't know about you, but I don't always wait well. Okay, I don't ever wait well. I'm not looking over to where my wife's sitting right now because I know she's broken her neck nodding yes. <laughs> but to have hope means there are times when if it hasn't happened now, doesn't mean it won't. And in fact, I can guarantee it will if it's God's promise. Because notice what that definition said. It is the expectation that all God's promises to us will be realized. His promises, not my desires. His promises, not the blueprint for my life I laid out. Now the beauty is when I line up my desires with God's desires and his promises. That's a much better way to live. Sometimes it's not easy, at least not for me. But when I have hope because of who he is, and because of who he is, I should always have hope, then I can live through anything and everything because he's with me. So that's kind of how we would describe hope, but so what? What does hope do? I mean, most people are tuned into that radio station, what's in it for me? I mean, what, that, that's a nice definition of hope, but what does it do? And especially, we're asking, what does it do for me? We'll take a look at this. 
right out of this scripture in Romans 15, 13. What hope does is fill you with joy and peace. Anybody not want joy or peace? See, hope, the God of hope, and that's where it comes from, will fill you with joy and peace. I love to be around people who have joy. I mean, it just, somebody who has joy doesn't have to say, by the way, I have joy. <laughs> it's just there. We see it. It exudes and it changes us. And if we have hope, if we tune into and tap into and embrace the God of hope through his son, Jesus Christ, for our own salvation and life, we can have joy. Now, make sure you understand the difference between joy and happiness is joy is relational. Happiness is circumstantial. Joy is based on that relationship with him even when the news from the doctor isn't good. Doesn't mean we like that news. It means we trust him and know that he is with us so I can still have joy because I am loved. And so are you. Happiness is based on whether my team won or not. Happiness is based on whether I got what I wanted for Christmas or not. And oh, I died when I saw all that Christmas stuff out on September 17th. And I went to the holy book yesterday, Facebook. And a memory came up from a few years ago, from September 17th, where I wrote, what is going on? The stores are putting out Christmas decorations already, and it's just September 17th. You can pray for me. I love Christmas and I love the joy of it. It's just a bit early. But it will fill you with joy and peace. What a great combination to have joy and then to have peace. Peace in our relationships. Not peace because everything is going well, but peace because we choose to follow Christ and that in and through all situations, I can have peace. No matter what's happening. That's what hope does. Hope also comes from Christ. So I can trust it. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit. You may abound in hope. And that is brought to us through Jesus Christ. He came. And when he left he told his disciples hang on just a bit. Because I'm sending the Holy Spirit to stay with you. That's where it comes. Hope comes from Christ and through him. And without Christ, it is hopeless. See, hope also requires, uh, there's that word, nuts, requires. Don't you hate that? <laughs> 
I mean, it's a prerequisite. I learned what that word was when I went to college. I, I, I didn't know it in high school. <laughs> and in case you're wondering about my high school, it's closed. It doesn't exist anymore. The prerequisite for hope is faith and belief. Faith. Hebrews 11.1. 1. That faith that we have, that assurance that comes from him and only from him. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. It requires my faith and my belief, which means my trust. I don't know about you, but I often pray. Like some of the early followers of Christ did. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because I do believe. And then we get that phone call. I do believe. And then I read that report. I do believe. And then somebody leaves. But the faith is in him, not me. The faith is in him, not the circumstances. Hope will fill you with joy and peace. It comes from Christ, but it does require our faith and belief. No matter how shaky it might be. As I say often, God rewards every step of faith, no matter how small. And then one last thing that hope does. Hope produces power. Verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Not our own power. That's great news. Because... I'm not very powerful. Not just because I got a couple of years under my belt. When it comes to life, I'm not very powerful. I'd like to think I am, but I've lived. I'm not. But God is. And faith in him produces hope and hope produces power. When we have hope, we have power because we're not going to give up. Hope will fill you with joy and peace. Hope comes from Christ. Hope requires faith and belief, your personal faith and belief, and it produces power. So let me finish by telling you this. I, I had so much trouble putting this sermon together even though this has been planned for weeks. But, man, for whatever reason, it just has so much trouble. Part of it is there's just too much to say. Don't worry, I'm not going to say it all. And I finally, yesterday afternoon, 
wrote some stuff down about what my prayer was for today. So this is my hopeful prayer for you. I pray that you would abound and overflow with hope. I mean, after all, we get it from the God of hope. Romans 15, 13 tells us, and he says the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I went through a whole bunch of different translations and every one of them either said abound or overflow. What a great picture. I don't know about you, I don't use the word abound a whole lot. But I understand overflow. We have a washing machine. I understand overflow. We raised kids. That picture and that image of you, your heart, your mind, your life, overflowing with God's hope. That's my prayer for you, as well as for me. Secondly, my prayer for you, my hopeful prayer, is that you believe that this hope is for you. Because I realize some of you came in here today thinking it wasn't. And the only reason you showed up was because one of your friends bugged you and gave you one of those announcements that was too stiff for you to lose. So you agreed, but you didn't really come in expecting hope to happen for you. You may be tuned in online and you're going, yeah, that's why I didn't show up. I have wonderful news. This hope is for you. You don't know me. Yeah, but God does. And this hope's for you. You don't know what I've gone through. Yeah, but God does. And this hope is just for you. In fact, he tailor makes it for each one of us. What a great picture. To be overflowing with custom made hope. That's my prayer. My prayer also is that you will live daily in this hope. Oh, not just when you show up here. Not just for this moment and this Sunday. Not just at Christmas and Easter. But that daily, that means on Mondays and Wednesdays. And at 1.30 on Fridays. And Sunday morning when the alarm goes off. And you're tempted just to smack it. See, this hope is for daily living because there's enough of it for every day. And it is designed for each day, no matter what you face. And then last, my prayer for you is that you will share this hope with someone else. 
See, there's a reason you're here today. There's a reason you tuned in online today. Because not just that you may need this message on hope, but that you know somebody or probably some bodies who need this as well. And the beautiful thing of the gospel, the beautiful thing of the hope in Jesus Christ is it is not designed to be stored. That's why he said that you may abound, overflow in it, because he's got more where that came from. And it's designed to share. And I guarantee you, however much of it you give away, he'll just refill. You're not going to go dry. So why not share it liberally, generously, joyfully, with peace in your heart? So I have to ask you, how hopeful are you today? Do you have hope? The hope that comes in Christ. Because you see, you have to know where the foundation of your hope is. If your hope is in yourself, your hope's not going to last. I might make it a day or two, maybe even a week. But something's going to come up that shatters it. But if it's in Christ, abounding and overflowing with the hope that comes from Him, then it can last. Because it'll just keep flowing and filling. So are you ready to embrace this hope and to be embraced by the hope of Jesus Christ? Let's stand together. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Not worrying about what anybody else is doing. Just wonder this morning if you might have had this hope but this morning, you needed a reminder, a recharge, because you had begun to believe the lies that said, it's not for you anymore. If this was the day that you said, okay, I'm going to be reminded and I'm going to start living again in this hope instead of in the hopeless state that I came in. Or maybe this is the day for the first time or for the first time in a long time that you are ready to allow yourself to be embraced by his hope ready to be overflowing knowing that it's designed just for you I want you to know this hope is for you just for you. And I've been praying and so have others that you would embrace it and live in this hope. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you designed some hope just for us, each one of us, in our situation and circumstance, in our relationships at this time in our life. 
And Lord, I thank you that in that you have designed it and you have provided so that there is more than enough for all of us. Lord, I pray for those who needed a reminder and a renewal of their hope that today they would embrace that and be embraced by it. I pray for those who maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time have said, yeah, I think it's time for hope in my life. Lord, guide them, speak to their heart, Help them to know you are with them. Lord, I pray these things. Knowing you'll do your part. Help us to say yes. In Jesus' name, amen.